0: This episode of the Talking Cinema Podcast, the guys are back to the normal format of doing movies and TV show ratings, giving you some very tough weekly news, but this time we're going over Emmy nominations. Hit it, Kenny. Welcome back to the Talking Cinema Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bobby. I'm Adam. And let's get right into it as always. What was the last movie you seen? Okay. So the last movie that I saw um, was a movie called Boiling Point. Have you seen it, Bobby? No. Okay. So here's the premise, right? Um, If you're a fan of the bear, you might either really love this or think that it's derivative of the bear, but it actually came out before the bear. Um, So it's this batshit crazy movie about uh like just one night in a really crazy london kitchen um london restaurant i should say and the movie is 90 minutes and it's all one take and it's unreal all the actors are incredible and it's one take and just the amount of suspense is ridiculous and it's like if uncut gems met chef that's kind of the vibe so think about that um i give it a nine four i didn't love the ending it might split you i don't know and by ending i literally mean like the last shot and then like the music choice i didn't love it but other than that it's spectacular 9-4 i watched it on roku with ads but i don't know where else it's streaming so does that mean it was actually one take (laughs) (laughs) no i went after every ad break i went back a couple seconds to make sure it was the same take and it was i can confirm all right First movie I got to see was Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Besides some of the acting and some of the writing, it was actually pretty good. For Transformers sake, it's probably a top three Transformers movie of all time. I'll give it that. I really like the whole primal aspect where it's like some of them look like gorillas and like cheetahs and stuff. It's pretty funny. Pete Davidson does a great job. I was a little nervous about him because the last time I think he did voice acting was (laughs) Marmaduke and God, that show got so bashed for God knows every reason possible. If you see Marmaduke and prove to us that you've seen it, we'll give you a $5 gift card to AMC. Yeah. Um, But he was really funny. There's a scene in it where he gets like attacked by the cheetah primal transformer. And instead of going like, like, Oh, he goes, it's literally exactly that. You could search it up. I think he calls Optimus primal Donkey Kong. And then he gets attacked. He's like, he's like, don't hurt my friends, Donkey Kong. <laughs> and then he gets attacked. Then he goes, <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking funny. But what kind of killed this movie was the ending because you're like, Oh, he's finally going to get like, cause the whole point is before he, or as his, the main character gets into the Transformers. He's looking for a job and looking a way to get paid, and you're like, "Oh my god, he's gonna get a job at the end." And then you realize that jobs he gets a job with GI Joe, so now Transformers and GI Joe are like a linked universe now. So that's just so fucking stupid to me. It kind of just ruined like the majority of the movie. They're so, like, he had a lot of fun. I gave it a seven four. Seven four. That's higher yeah. than I was expecting. The Pete Davidson Moan sounds worthy of seeing it on its own. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I accidentally saw it in 3D because I decided the last second to go at like 1030 <laughs> at night to see it. And I wasn't paying attention to was 3D. So I missed like the first like maybe five minutes of the movie because uh-huh. I was looking at the screen. I was like, what the fuck is going on? am I tripping on something. Yikes. And then I saw the people in front of me wearing glasses. And I was like, oh shit. Okay, <laughs> let's go get some 3D glasses. Um, And this is a prequel, right? Yeah, this is one of two prequels so far. Bumblebee's the other prequel. Gotcha. Um, Okay, another movie I watched this week is a movie that probably nobody's heard of. Um, I'd never heard of it. It's called Sexy Beast. It came out in 2000, and it stars um, the guy from Indiana Jones 4. His name is Ray Winstone. He's also in the Black Panther movie. He plays the bad guy. Um, This movie's very good. It's very like straightforward to the point very short it's about an uh an ex-con but he was kind of like a like he was a safe cracker he cracked saves for a living um and he's like trying to move past that and like get on with his life and it's very much like in bruges vibes if you've ever seen in bruges but it came out before so again this gets like the respect um ben kingsley is plays this guy who's trying to like recruit him for one last job again but he's like retired and doesn't want to do it um and ben kingsley is so fucking evil and like hilarious and it's basically the exact character that ray fines plays in in bruges but before um and it's really fucking funny and like really straightforward to the point um yeah it's a good movie good little movie um eight seven we'll give it I recommend it. Got some high high ratings so far. Yeah, dude. Good all week. Right. Um, The next movie I watched, I didn't like as much as you did. Uh, we're going Asteroid City. It's not that... All the acting was great. The cast as a whole was awesome. Uh, I believe the supporting actor was Jack Ryan, who played the son. I, I believe his name was Jack Ryan. First time actor, maybe? I don't know, but he looks scarily like Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were related. He did, but they're so. not. But he was really fucking good. He was probably my favorite performance in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. But he always gets good, like kid performances. Yeah, but yeah. um, I I like at first I liked the whole thought of it being like I guess a play in a movie type of I guess because the movie it's the actual movie you you are intended to watch is the play that they're putting on. Right, Asteroid City is the play inside of a movie that's inside of a movie about the play. Right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, it, I like the idea of it, but it kind of just like got too far out of like reach for me and it just started getting like out of hand and some of the stuff they were doing in those scenes showing like, I guess the behind the scenes stuff for the asteroid city play. I thought it was just super like unnecessary and they didn't have to do it. Like if you cut all that out, I thought this movie would have been way better. And it would have flowed a little better too. But otherwise it it wasn't bad. I mean the acting kind of carried it for me. Story it was well written too, besides, like I said, those those behind the scenes play stuff. I go five nine. Five nine? That's hella five, love nine. from the bloob. Um yeah, we saw it together. Cause we're best friends and we do everything together. With our buddy Colin Doyle. Shout out Colin Doyle. He listens to the pod. Yes, he does. Loyal listener to the pod. Um, Yeah, so we we saw it together. Uh, I saw it twice. My opinion didn't really change both times, but um, yeah, we had like complete opposite reactions to it. It's not my favorite Wes Anderson movie by any means. I've seen just about all of his films. Um, It's not my favorite, but I think you can definitely make a case for it like being the best, maybe. I don't know. Like all of his other movies, if you've seen them, they're like very lighthearted, in both like themes and just like the way that they go like the characters you know behave and stuff whatever like it's all very lighthearted and it's fun and like his whole aesthetic and whatever um but like asteroid city is like kind of dark and it's like very existential and it's still funny um and there are like cute little funny moments in it but it's definitely like his most out there kind of weird existential vibe that he's going for um and, like, after French Dispatch, where I thought that he had just, like, become, like, his whole aesthetic and that was it, this was very cool to, like, see him, like, kind of take a risk and, like, go out there a little bit. I liked it a lot. I thought it was, it's definitely, like, his most dense kind of film, like, with themes and also the way it's, like, you know, shown cinematically. Um, yeah, lots to unpack. It's very dense. It takes some work to, like, you know, you got to put in something to get it uh yeah it was good though i liked it a lot i'll give it uh, a 9.1 asteroids i will say though if you're a fan of this is how i saw the character but if you like the anchorman steve carell gave me (laughs) such a brick vibe like the way (laughs) his character would be in like the background of some shots he would just be doing like the most random thing on planet earth he's always there every scene he's just there it's really fun if you haven't seen it yet this is a little bit of a spoiler, but towards the end, they're finally like burying the mother in the play, and Steve Carell's characters in the back bringing him something. And mm-hmm. he stops. He like looks around, and then he takes his hat off and looks down and, and, <laughs> looks, and just like starts mourning with them. And <laughs> it's just the he's he's always thing. there. He's just yeah he's whole... he he's like in the middle of the play. He's like selling like land. To yeah, it's all... really funny. Yeah, he's very funny, mm-hmm. and he he boosted the. Score up a little bit, I think. I really enjoyed his character. But. Got it from a 5.8 to a 5.9? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what else did he say? You have one more, I think, right? Yes. I saw The Sound of Freedom. Oh. Um, this has Jim Caviezel, if you don't know who that is. He was the lead in the show po- Person of Interest. And he also played Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ. I believe or it's just The Passion it's one yeah. of the, yeah, it's one of the two um really good low key actor, not in many other like big like t v shows or anything besides i guess now the sound of freedom, the passion, and that at the time person of interest, but this movie was was it was good it was a solid movie, um the acting was a little rough here and there, but the writing was so fucking good, ten out of ten writing it was phenomenal writing. And probably the most important movie I've seen in a while, probably since Fruitvale Station in terms of like, and what I mean by important, like you don't necessarily watch it for like, oh, okay, this is like a super good movie. It's like the whole theme of it and the whole premise of the movie is so important Mm -hmm. based on a true story, just like Fruitvale Station, but both completely about two different things. This movie focuses more on like sex trafficking and how like it's the i believe number one most grossing crime or criminal like organization type of thing Mm -hmm. in the world right now very dark very fucked up stuff um i'm not gonna get into it on here because (laughs) it's gonna be you're gonna get very sad and stuff about it but i would Highly recommend. Probably the most recommended movie to see this year so far. You should go see it. Not to see a movie, to see like what this this man Tim Ballard went through to save some of these kids uh-huh. in the world. He's now, I think, does it day to day. Very important movie. Like I said, this movie is actually filmed five years ago. Oh, Disney owned the company at the time. I believe that made it originally. They owned the rights. They decided not to put it out, and then Angel Studios ended up with the rights and they put it out. I think they like changed a couple of the like mm-hmm. writing a little bit, but the main takeaway from the movie is that God's children aren't for sale if you know you know, I give this movie an eight three very important movie, mm-hmm. go watch it if you haven't that was a quote from the movie right God's yeah film. okay I wasn't yeah, sure yeah. if you just said that yeah yeah, very like I said, very important movie mm-hmm. um I saw this on a saturday night at like 7:15 or like 7:45 of my mom and i had a sold out theater did it just come out no it's been out since 4th of july like and this is con- this is like, this yeah. is constantly getting like it's i'm pretty sure the box office numbers are constant with this one and they have millions of free tickets like the studio gives out millions of free does millions of free tickets to hmm. give out so if you go to angel dot com slash freedom and i guess you sign up for whatever you get free tickets to see that movie i didn't agree to plug this film like that i did so (laughs) go go check it out okay whatever very important um all right yes if you want to do some uh you got some tv shows you've been watching boy do i um let's see what did i watch recently uh i've been watching secret invasion like you have and I think our view on it is pretty similar in that it's pretty not great. Um, yes. The last episode was really solid. Yeah. Um, by the time you guys are hearing this, this will be Thursday. So another episode will have came out. We haven't right. watched it yet. We're up to four. Yeah. Um, episode four is probably the best one so far easily. Hmm. Um. I kind of like how gritty this show is being. It's not great at all. Mm-hmm. Don't. don't (laughs) twist my words here. It's not good, (laughs) but I like how it's being gritty. You can, I know Adam may not like it because they're, they're killing a lot of people off. Right. Not to name names. We're not going to name any names, but a lot of people have died, but I like how they're being gritty with it, where it's like, this is a no holds barred show. This is supposed to change, change a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think this show has a lot of potential because all this Jonathan majors bullshit, that marvel's going through they probably don't have enough time i mean maybe me and him will see after we record this after we watch episode five they go with this Mm -hmm. god hope they do in my opinion they could just blow this out of like wide open and then steer away from the kang stuff a little bit and maybe be like oh and do a whole thing with scrolls because on the lead up to thanos they did a couple the avengers did a couple side quests ultron had nothing to do with thanos Right, so that was like a little pit stop. There could be a nice pit stop. to Kang You could throw throw the scrolls in there, mm-hmm. buy some time. Exactly. <laughs> have them figure out. Have Feige figure out if he's gonna who's gonna recast. Figure out some of these movies a little bit better because they have not been that overall have not been good since Endgame. I've liked a couple of them, but yeah, yeah, no, and I don't think the Marvels is gonna help. Yeah, is I that don't. even gonna have any Kang stuff in it? I don't know, because that's made already. They can't do anything about that. I don't know. I don't. I I have no idea. I have no idea what the actual premise of that movie is. Like, you just watch it. It's just I know they're all switching it up. out. Yeah, but. it might be self contained to where there's nothing to do with Kang, which could be nice. Um, yeah, I like Secret Invasion, like a little bit. I don't know. There's some cool stuff about it. I mean, seeing Nick Fury do anything is kind of cool, and I love Ben Mendelssohn who plays a. Uh, Talos, right? That's his name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Bobby likes the fact that they're yeah. killing Amelia, people. Amelia Clark's good too. Amelia Clark from uh, Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones and and the, Last Christmas, yeah. or no? Is that what it's called? I Last Christmas, called, <laughs> um, sleeper movie. Dude. You saw it. You guys all saw it. We sleeper know you did. Movie. Last Christmas. Um, I don't know. I feel like they're just trying to kill a bunch of people to go for like the shock value and like keep us invested, where it's like almost like kind of a gimmick. I don't know. Um, to me, it, it very much just feels like a network TV channel making a Marvel show. Like that's the kind of vibe that it has, um, and I, I like hate it. But I, the last episode was pretty good. We both agreed. Um, we'll see how five is. I don't know. I forget the guy's name who plays the main villain. The actor. I forget. I think who. it's like Kingsley. I think that's his last name. Okay. That's the guy. He's playing Bob Marley. Is he really? in the bar? He plays a Ken and Barbie. What? He's this it's like he's this guy's having a breakout year so far. He's in a that. lot of stuff. We he, we can let you know a little bit later on. I'll look it up after I give you my review finish this review. But I'd go like so far it's just like a six two. Yeah, it's fair. I'll it's, agree with Bob. It's not the worst Marvel show, I will say that. Yeah. Um definitely nowhere near the best. Not at all. Uh, what else have I been watching? You've been watching Silo. Why don't you tell us yes. about Silo? How um, about that? So Silo, probably the biggest shocker show so far for me. It's a sci-fi thriller. I haven't watched this good of a sci-fi thriller show, and I don't know how long. It's the idol. The, <laughs> that, that's that's not even a show. <laughs> that's just the weekend trying to have sex with Lily Rose Depp on camera. <laughs> on camera. Yeah. Um, but anyways silo the premise of it is that it's just a ton of people living in a silo and they don't know like anything from the like before times which is now so like, like when you say silo like we're talking like a like, farm silo that's like no we're talking like a below ground like it was oh, like like a like 100 like oh, okay. 20 stories into the ground kind of thing okay. and so Stars my favorite actor slash actress at the moment, Rebecca Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Tim Robbins is in it, along with Common. Both are awesome. <laughs> but I have not seen a sci-fi thriller so well like written or as exciting as this one so far. The ending's absolutely fucking awesome. I didn't know it was based on a couple books, but it's based on some books. I may have to check those out. But I had a blast with this show great acting the whole thing like the whole premise of the movie is like very interesting because you look at some of the stuff and you're like wait that's just a pest container but they have no idea what a pest container is because of how f- like far into the future and because uh-huh a ton of the people who like started the silo just want to erase like that history so it's called like they're called relics uh-huh so it's like if you have like a photo book like at some point they'll give they'll show like a like a photo book uh-huh and it will show like beaches and stuff and they have no idea what the wall like ocean is or like what sand is or anything. So does the real world still exist or is it like um, post nuclear holocaust kind of thing? Uh, you're going to have to find that you're out. Gonna have have to to find to, out. You're going to have to find out. It's on Apple TV it. Plus, right? Yes. Is, is, is... Those are the only two like spoilers I'm going to really say is that there's like like the photo book thing and then the, it's like a pez dispenser. Okay. <laughs> and they're like it, they're relics are very big deal. Spoiled. <laughs> yes. You get spoiled. But otherwise Go check it out. I highly recommend. I'm going. I really like the shows this year so far. Mm, um, good shows. I think I'm gonna go. Uh, nine flat. Nine flat. Nine flat for Silo. Rebecca Ferguson deserves mm. an Emmy nomination. Bobby's got so it. Good. Mm-mm. Um, okay. Good pick. I've been watching. Um, if anybody's a Shameless fan, or I've just you know heard of it, like so I've seen it a million times but i like rewatched it this year um and i'm on i just finished season five and like anybody who knows the show knows that it gets really really bad towards the end but i think you can watch one through five and that's like a solid way to do it like one through four is incredible and like really really cool tv and then five is like kind of good a um, little questionable, but there are still some really good moments that's, like, worthy of watching. Um, and then it just, like, completely falls off, and they, like, completely ruin these characters that are just, like, so easy to do right, and then somehow they fucked it up. Like, it was, like, a 12-year-old kid trying to write, you know, Shameless, and it's just, like, a total fucking, like, shell of these characters, and it's ridiculous. But um, Shameless 1 through 5 is, like, top-tier TV and characters and everything, and I love it one through five gets like a nine six the rest of the show gets like a 2.3 or something um but yeah it's forever on netflix i don't know it's been on netflix since netflix dropped and i think it's gonna stay there forever so good place to watch it shameless one through five pretty solid um yeah go for it the last show we will rate i know you you finished it i believe platonic season one (laughs) apple tv yeah um I didn't really like the show when it started off. It kind of it was very slow. I didn't know what its like main premise was. But now that's ended, I could I could totally tell you, it's two best friends that rekindle their friendship as they both have one very more obvious than the other have midlife crisis, and they're like, "Hey, let's be platonic friends again." Mm-hmm. Um. It's funny. Seth Seth Rogen's really funny. Rose Byrne's pretty funny at times. Luke McFarlane's great in it as the very like corny husband character. Yeah, he's the guy from Bros, by the way. He plays the uh, like the love interest guy, Billy Eichner. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like the only way I could really tell you. It's it kind of gives me nowhere near as good as this movie, but it kind of gives me that dazed and confused vibe where it's like they're just going around and just living life, and they're just messing around Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne it's kind of just recording them do stupid shit right as their characters it's kind of the best way to describe it um I'd probably say the first seven episodes first eight maybe no probably first seven whenever the Johnny Rev thing happened that's when it it started getting good for me which I believe was episode eight so I'll say like eight nine and ten really helped the season for me but otherwise it was all right um, I think it might have just been the writing. It might just the writing might have screwed it mm-hmm. a lot because the acting was great. Seth Rogen was so funny, but mm-hmm. I gave it a seven one, seven one Bob scale. Um, I didn't hate it as much as you have, which I guess is kind of a pattern, right? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's about like two people who like yeah you know, like don't want to grow up or whatever. Being Seth Rogen Roseburn, and it's like kind of funny i think if you're an adult you might appreciate if you're an adult listening to this podcast that's another thing but um yeah it's 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 made for adults probably you know people who like don't want to grow up or whatever um there are like some cute moments and like some funny but it's like a lot of nothing for a while um the finale was good which we both agreed on pretty much like how they ended it was kind of nice um i think they're Planning on making a second season, which I don't think it needs it at all. It doesn't. I have no idea what they would even do, but it doesn't feel like it needs it. But I think that's what they're planning on doing. um Honestly, probably could have just been a movie. I don't know. um I don't know how they would have made that movie though. Cut the episodes one through eight that you hated. I guess I don't know. Well, it, it would have just felt like instant family with Rose Byrne, but you, you tag in Luke uh-huh. McFarlane and Seth Rogen for Mark Wahlberg. Rose Byrne's great. I mean, so the cast is good. I don't know. It's kind it's of basically like if you copy and paste the neighbor's cast. Right. It's... But put Seth Rogen into Zac Efron's role and then cast Luke McFarlane for Seth Rogen's right. role in Neighbors. Uh, and then, yeah, that's the that's show. It's fun. I mean, it's a mom show. I think that's kind of how we can yeah. say it. It's a mom show. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of fun. I don't know. I guess I'll give it like an 8-1. Is eight that okay? One. Yeah. All right. That's a fair score things but yeah those are all, all the shows i've watched yep i haven't shows. i don't think i've watched anything else yeah i haven't i haven't um so that means we're going on to the news guys let's get into but it first things first barbenheimer is upon us if you're listening to this it's here tomorrow it's thursday right? it's thursday <laughs> i'm seeing barbie today baby <laughs> Um, I see it 3 p.m. Thursday, and I see Oppenheimer early Friday morning. It's happening. I'm very excited. Guys, it's all happening. The first reviews are in. The first bits of reviews are in. The Rotten Tomatoes for Barbie, I believe it's an 89%, and for Oppenheimer, it's like a 95, 95%. Letterboxd, we got Barbie at a 4.2, and Oppenheimer at a 4.1. Barbie right now is an 89%. Certified fresh on Round Tomatoes and Oppenheimer is at 93% certified fresh. This is a crazy thing. Yes. This is like, this is <laughs> the last time something like this happened. I think Christopher Nolan does this on purpose was when the dark Knight and Mamma Mia came out on <laughs> yes. the same weekend 15 years ago. You tell us what the better movie was. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that was called the dark mama. That's what it's being called called on social media (laughs) right now. So I guess the dark mama walked so Barbenheimer can run. (laughs) Let's hope the hype's fucking real. Let's hope these movies are both great. We're here, guys. This is massive. This is the pinnacle of cinema. (laughs) It doesn't get better than this. Basically. But yes, I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. What else you got? Let us know what you guys are excited for. Mm -hmm. Next, I got live action Snow White stuff. So they're changing it from the Snow Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to Snow White and the Magnificent Creatures because they're now all shapes and sizes and everything. Um, Rachel Ziegler is to play Snow White. You know her from Clifton. Shout oh, yeah. out Clifton, New Jersey. Gal Gadot's to play the Evil Queen. That's interesting. That's really interesting. I don't. I would never have thought to see her as a villain, like ever. There's I can no see it. The good guy. I can see it and there's no prince charming to save the day. It's supposed to focus on her like leadership skills and mm-hmm. how like like her ability to be in a leadership role. Interesting, interesting. Yes. I never saw the original. I don't think I've seen it. Well, the ori- she's asleep and then somebody makes out with her while she's unconscious and stuff. Well, I believe the original's <laughs> I believe the mirror mirror on the wall. No, no I might be fucking it up. I, I might that might have been wrong. Um <laughs> But it's like her and the seven dwarves. And then I believe she eats the apple and she right. asleep, I yeah, think. Yeah. And then he like fights and then he gets there. And <laughs> he opens like the like, the, like the thing with her in it. And, sure, yeah, her, and yeah. she lives like every other person. But she's does. unconscious when he kisses her. I remember that part. Yes. So <laughs> that's probably why. Um, next thing in the news. Hollywood's newest bad guy. Jonah. Hill. Jonah felt. Alright, he wants me to take it. This one's tough because I don't know about you guys, but I've never had like a favorite person get canceled. You know? And this like sucks. I don't know. I guess this is what like R. Kelly fans felt like. <laughs> this is brutal. Been a Jonah fan as long as I can remember. He always seemed like an asshole, but you know, sexual assault's like a little different. I don't know. Um yeah, so, like, it first came out, right, like, a couple of weeks ago that he um was just, like, really controlling and, like, manipulative and whatever, like, towards his ex-girlfriend, which, you know, like, okay, whatever. Like, the guy's just an asshole, right? But then the girl from Zoey 101, I forget what character she played, but the girl from Zillow 101 was, like, yeah, when I was, like, 16 and Jonah was 24, he, like, sexually assaulted me. And, like, that's pretty brutal. Um... So, yeah, I guess Jonah sucks. And that's kind of, you know, over, I guess. I don't know if he'll come back from it. I mean, he's very popular in Hollywood, so we'll see. Um, But, yeah, brutal stuff. He's got the same lawyer as Bill Cosby now, so that, I guess, tells you everything you need to know. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, poor Jonah Feldstein. I wonder what Beanie Feldstein thinks about it. Not poor Jonah Feldstein. Poor me for being a fan of Jonah Feldstein. That's what we should say. (laughs) I don't know. You have anything to say about it? Rough year. First you people. No. Now, now <laughs> this. Miss after miss. Just shooting air balls. Just right. here. Um, that's it on that news. And then the last bit of news is the actors have joined writers on strike. Mm-hmm. So all movies have gone or gone to a complete halt. And premieres. And premieres. yeah. Movies that have stopped. And examples are like Deadpool 3, Avatar 3, and many more that I cannot think of off the top of my head. No more premieres, no more promotions, or any type of work for actors and writers till this strike is completely over. Which means you will probably... You'll see trailers, but you won't see any actors promoting anything. There'll be no premieres for movies like... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or premieres for, say if this goes on long enough, there won't be a Dune, there will be nothing for Dune, there will be nothing for Killers of the Flower Moon, there will be nothing for Wonka? Nothing for Wonka. Nothing for Wonka? They're they're lucky. Oppenheimer left, and the the, the entire cast left during their premiere, and I believe London. I believe they left the London screening, middle of the middle of the screening and they just left and they're like respect we're on strike guys mm-hmm. bye that's kind of <laughs> how it went but yeah um this is very important as, although most act or the big actors get paid very well well yeah this is for the little guy we know this yeah this, this is, is lo- for like working class actors yeah yeah and for all writers and writers as well because writers. writers get paid jack shit and without that's writers true. there's no movie Yeah, the big thing with actors, I know it's, like, there's a ridiculous thing where it's, like, you have to make, I forget what the number is, but, like, a certain amount of money a year to qualify for health insurance. And, like, of the working actors that, like, work paycheck to paycheck, like, nobody really qualifies for that. And it's, like, really tough. So, they're trying to raise it. So, respect. Good to see, like, Margot Robbie and people, like, of that stature, you know, showing support. Because that's huge. Yeah, like, Margot Robbie, Matt Damon, Killian Murphy, Ryan Gosling, RDJ. All those big names. All guys. your favorite white people. Yeah. <laughs> um, All those big name people. Yeah. Step down and they're like, we're done, guys. Right. Figure it out. if, you know, if they don't act, Hollywood can't really take that hit. So hopefully that'll be the deciding factor in them caving or whatever. Yeah. A studio exec actually came out and said the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start to lose their apartments and start losing their houses. Yeah, we'll see I how that goes. I believe it might have might have been a Disney executive. Of course. And I mean they have so much money, so I don't think they they really could care less at this point because they have all the amusement parks and all the other shit going on. So Margot Robbie stops making movies. We'll see how Hollywood can respond. A lot of people are stopping making movies. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm optimistic. Yes. But now on to the main topic. Emmy nominations. Woo! let's hit it yes emmys are when are they i believe september 18th september 18th this year and i want to say by the time this happens i'll be back in louisiana so it will be 8 p.m eastern time most likely i would assume in louisiana or here no 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 eastern time okay here right 7 p.m central time gotcha um it's it's kind of a weird time of year, right? Like usually, all the award stuff is like the beginning of the year because it's everything of last year. Yeah, it's also kind of weird because some of these shows came out like last year around this time. Right, it's all twenty twenty two stuff. No, it's twenty twenty two, and I believe twenty like the first half of twenty twenty three. That's so weird. Okay, because I guess if the first episode came out in twenty twenty two, then the rest. I don't of it. think so because Succession is nominated. And Ted Lasso, and they didn't come out last oh, yeah. year. So, right. I don't know. Fucking and Andor right. came out earlier this year, too. So, right. so it's weird. I it might be like... They might go from, I guess, maybe like August to... I don't know. It's very weird. I don't know. What Whatever. Time. Anyway, this is the stuff of yeah. the last this year. Is the, this is the important Emmy nomination. September to September. We're not going go to through yeah. Yeah. Not gonna go through every nomination. There's, pro- there's way too many to count. And right. some of them are just super stupid because some best show, period yeah. drama costume design yeah. we're not going to yeah. Like um, best guest actress in a drama series it's literally all succession and all last of us. I'm not going to go through that. Like some of these are just very pointless cuz three that's three nominations immediately towards a show. Yeah. So it's like I'm not going to go through all of them. Um we're going to go through the big ones. So everything shows. from September 2022 to July 2023, right? I would assume so. Maybe okay. August twenty twenty two to July twenty twenty three, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll say that. I don't know. But anyways, Let's best drama series: Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets. How many of these shows have you seen? Um, <laughs> oh, I have not seen any of these it's called talking cinema actually not uh talking streaming so i don't know um so house of the dragons awesome if you are big game of thrones people like me this show is completely up your alley it's a prequel series and this first season was so fucking good it's probably better than the first season of game of thrones honestly it has me hooked i'm so amped for the next season to come out next next summer comes down a year hopefully if these writers and actors want to come back anytime soon um i think it's either that or succession i mean the last of us was solid it just it lacked a couple episodes There are like two absolutely like shit episodes and i heard the light the white lotus is really good better call people, saul a lot of people love that show better call saul is done right this was the yeah. last season okay. yeah so succession's done yeah i don't know about any of the other shows but i think i believe they all are still going on Mm -hmm. besides actually i think the crown might be done now yeah but otherwise i hope i think succession will win do you hope it will win i would like to see actually house of the dragon win interesting go out on a high make it a little a little more anticipated for me Mm-hmm.
1: Did you but say we? Nice, but you say nice that show
0: is done, or no? There's no, gonna no, be more no, now. no. There's gonna be more. I think gotcha. that should be three or four seasons total. Gotcha. So, yes, I think, I think Succession will win. I'm kind of hoping for House of the Dragon. Um, best actor in a drama series: Jeff Bridges, Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin, Bob Odenkirk, Pedro Pascal, and Jeremy Strong. Um, I believe. Kieran Kalkin will win this award. He's absolutely fucking phenomenal in season four of Succession. I he's love that the guy. best part. He's so fucking funny. He gets his character gets so fucking real and so like gritty and dark in this season. It's a whole new side to the character we've never seen before. And it's he blows everyone out of the water. I hope he gets more roles. I like that guy a lot. Yeah. And he's he was, great in Scott yeah, Pilgrim. <laughs> Yeah, most of the succession, like most of those scenes, it's a lot, like they get a lot of freedom. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty sure most of it's unscripted and they just kind of do whatever the fuck they want. Uh huh. Which is awesome because I feel like that fits him very well, Kieran Culkin. Mm-hmm. He seems like that more free spirited type of guy, go with the flow. Sure. I know he said that allowed him to be a better actor. So like hopefully he gets more roles, more roles like that where he gets more freedom. Mm-hmm. But he was absolutely fucking awesome in succession. Pedro Pascal was awesome in The Last of Us. Jeremy Strong was great in Succession. What's the Jeff Bridges show? The Old Man. I don't know. It might be like a Hulu show or something. I don't know. That might just be a description of Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Kieran Culkin should win. I'm I'm also pulling for him. That's, that's my... Uh, that's your I, pick? I believe, yes. That would be my pick. If Bob Odenkirk hasn't gotten one, though, they might just give it to him. As like a celebration of the series kind of thing. Also, he almost died last year. So, keyword almost. I hope he it it <laughs> too. He was too good, but that wasn't a shot. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry, <laughs> Bob and Kirk. But um, yeah. I mean, I've never seen Better Call Saul. I heard it's really fucking good. I know it's it's like a post. It's a post uh, Breaking Bad show. Yes. Yeah, I think it's about break or Brian Cranston's lawyer. Right? I believe so. I've never seen either of those shows, but... I've seen some of Breaking Bad, but Um. I haven't otherwise. Uh, Best Actress in a Drama Series. Sharon Horgan, Melanie Linsky, Elizabeth Moss, Bella Ramsey, Carrie Russell, and Sarah Snook. I've only seen Succession in The Last of Us. Bella Ramsey's not that good in The Last of Us. I don't know why she was nominated. I haven't seen it. Um... Sarah Snook's great in Succession, but there's a lot of good actresses up here, so I feel like she won't win. So I guess I'll, my pick's going to be Sarah Snook because I only know the two actresses. No Rebecca Ferguson silo nomination. No man, no man. I don't, I don't know if it was. It didn't finish before like the. Oh, you're right. I'm Might like, be next year. Hopefully, it's next year. Um, otherwise, I got robbed. Eh? Yeah, I don't – I mean, Bella Ramsey, I mean, she's 19, so that'd be cool. I don't know. Um, Melanie Linsky, I don't know that show, but she's great, so maybe she'll win. Yeah, I don't know. Could go a lot of different ways. huh. Uh, best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, F. Murray Abraham. God. Why fuck Murray Abraham? <laughs> Tattoo reference, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Fuck Scott's the yeah. Nicholas Braun. Michael Imperioli, Theo James, Matthew McFadden, Alan Ruck, Will Sharp, Alexander Skarsgård. This could go a lot of different ways because I love Michael Imperioli. I've never seen him in The White Lotus. He could totally win. Matthew McFadden could totally win for succession. Nicholas Braun and Alan Ruck are fucking hilarious in succession. I don't think they'll win. But if I had to give it to anyone, I'm giving it to Skarsgård. His character is so fucking unreal, so. Like mentally insane in that show. Mm-hmm. And how it's written, it just fits him so perfectly. I don't think anyone else could do it, how he did it. So I give it a scars guard. Best supporting actress in a drama series Jennifer Coolidge, Elizabeth Debicki, Megan Fahey, Sabrina and Pashator, Aubrey Plaza, Rhea Seehorn. Jay Smith, Cameron, and Simona Tabasco. Cool last name. <laughs> um, I I couldn't tell you. I'm gonna give it to the cool. Actually, I'll give it to Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is a very a very good actress. She rules. I could see Jennifer Coolidge also winning. I'm pretty sure she won. Did she win a Golden Globe for this? It was either a Globe or an Emmy last year. I forgot. Yes. So we'll see. Actually, I'll, I'll go. Gen- yeah, I'll go to Jennifer Coolidge on this one. Mm-hmm. Now on to the more familiar. Woo-hoo. end of the stick for us best <laughs> comedy series abbott elementary barry the bear jury duty the marvelous miss Maisel, only murders in the building ted lasso and wednesday that's fucking bullshit where is shrinking where the fuck is shrinking wednesday is not that good <laughs> wednesday fucking sucked don't give me that baby back bullshit i didn't see it but i bet it wasn't as good as shrinking it's Off-road. no fucking it's nowhere <laughs> fucking near it and some horse shit but um, also, like, Ted Lasso was not that good. Fuck no. Ted Lasso ended off on an awesome note. The la- same, It's honestly kind of the same thing as how Platonic was, where, like, it's the first two episodes were good. Then it was really bad. Like, the writing was really bad. And then the last two episodes were awesome. Or, like, the last three episodes were awesome. Mm-hmm. If they give it to Ted Lasso Season 3, I will lose my shit. If they give it to Ted Lasso Season 3 over Barry and the Bear? Over anything, really. I don't know. I mean, like... If they give it... if I'm fine with it over Wednesday. Ted Lasso is better than Wednesday, but... Sure. I don't know. It was not that... The, the third season's not that great. It's no, perfectly it's okay. It's not. The ending... The ending's really good, though. I'll say that about the third season. Mm-hmm. The way they ended the whole show was awesome. Um, Who's your... I point? think the bear will win but i'm kind of hoping barry wins yeah yeah i really like that show that's an easy binge if you guys haven't mm. seen it it's on hbm max give me abbott man i fucking love abbott abbott's great are you all caught up with that show with abbott yeah abbott i'm good with the bear i'm like working through season two as we speak um jury duty is really fun i don't think it's gonna win but it's a really fucking cool experiment kind of thing. Yeah, I bet it, shrinking's better than that one, too. Shrinking's better than all no, don't don't get explicit. Um, if you don't know what jury duty is, it's basically like um it's kind of a reality show. So they take one guy, they took this one guy who thought he was just signing up for or not signing up, got picked for like regular jury duty. Um, but the thing is, all of it's fake. Everybody that's participating, the judges and the other jurors are all actors. Um, including James Morrison, who's playing himself as like a Hollywood douchebag version of himself. And so they're all actors and it's all pretty much improvised, but there's kind of some writing involved where they're just trying to make this the most outrageous thing possible and kind of just fuck with this guy who is actually really funny. The guy that they picked or found or whatever, um, his name is Ronald. He's just a regular guy, but he's very funny. Um, And he has like a good screen presence. And the whole thing is really funny and just batshit crazy. And, like, kind of like curb your enthusiasm vibes a little bit. If you've seen that. Um, I don't know if they're going to do a second season. I feel like eventually they can't because it, people would just catch on. Uh, but yeah, it's very funny. I don't think it should win, but it's a cool one. I think it's on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon and freebie. Right. On to the next one Best actress in a comedy series Christina Applegate, Rachel's, Rachel Brosnahan, who plays Low Slane in Superman Legacy that new mm-hmm. one she's, she's just cast. cast yeah quinta brunson natasha lyon leon leon and jenna ortega um, are they gonna give it to jenna ortega i think the i think rachel brosnahan could win For i mean, she's really fucking good as miss Maisel. how is she oh no it's best actress yeah okay yeah. um best actress. yeah quinta's great she doesn't have to do a whole lot in Abbott, but she's great. Um, Isn't Natasha Leone really good in Poker Face? She's great in everything. If you've seen Russian Doll, she eats the fuck up in that show. If you've seen American Pie, <laughs> that too. She's great. <laughs> or, but I'm a G Leader. All of them. Or American Pie too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, I saw the first couple episodes of Poker Face. It's pretty good. Ryan Johnson made it. Who made Knives Out? Um, and the other one. Uh, yeah, she's great. I don't know. Christine Applegate's cool, too. Best Actor in a Comedy Series. Bill Hader. Martin Short. Jason Segel. Jeremy Allen White. And Jason Segal. Yes! You crossed me the fuck up, dude. I thought you were saying okay, Jason Segel. Say, you're looking at the list. I said it you last. You had to be Jason. I said it last for dramatic effect. Jason Segel shrinking. Jason Segel shrinking. One of two shrinking nominations. You'll know when we say the other one. Um. Dude, he's fucked. I'm just he's not that. gonna win. He's not gonna win. He's not gonna win. He's fucked. Jason Siegel, we are pulling for you, buddy. Dude, he has to beat out Bill Hader, Martin Short, Jason Sudeikis, and Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen White and Jason Sudeikis; these two is like these are like their defining characters of their career, of their career, at, this career friend, yeah. at this moment. This is fucking. This, this is, is this is Bush leagues for Jason Siegel. Bill, <laughs> Bill Hader as Barry, that's his life up to right. this point. Basically, this has been like the past four years of his life. Besides. I think it too. Yeah. Almost all of these are career and, defining performances. And Martin Short hasn't done anything. This is Martin Short's last hurrah. Yeah. But Jason Siegel and this is Jason Siegel's first crack at T V in a while. Right. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna act I'm gonna be again. a depressed therapist. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time he's actually acting in his life. Um I fucking hope he wins, dude. I fucking love Jason yeah. Siegel. Um if he wins, we're gonna beat <laughs> beat Siegel to a podium. <laughs> we're gonna steal the mic. We're gonna steal the mic. Yeah. This is the best show on fucking planet Go watch <laughs> Shrinking. Love Jason Siegel. Love Shrinking. We're going to go ape shit if he wins. He's definitely like the least favorited, I assume. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I would love to see if there's like <laughs> odds on that. I would lose my shit if he won. Um, we're pulling for you, Jason Siegel, here at Talking Cinema. Yeah, if, if you love win, you, buddy. If you win, we're jacking a private jet <laughs> at Teterboro Airport, and we're going wherever the Emmys are. Name the place, man. We're there. Name place, time. We'll be there fifteen minutes early in business casual outfits. We <laughs> got you, man. Role shrinking. Best supporting actor in a comedy series: Anthony Carrigan, Phil Dunster, Brett Goldstein, James Marsden, Eben Moss Bakra, Tyler James Williams, and Henry Winkler. The Bonds. Kind of a loaded category this year, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I hope any been- one of these guys could win. Honestly, yeah. I kind of hope. Evan moss buckram yeah, who wins. plays richie he, on the yeah bear. he plays cousin cousin richie yeah i hope he wins yeah i like him a lot uh, henry week henry uh, henry winkler bonds <laughs> is, is absolutely awesome and barry james morrison in jury duty is great he's playing himself but he's gotta do a lot of improvising so um, that's cool i know you're not a big fan of phil dunster's character we see in ted lasso he's beard oh i think he beard is so funny dude beard fucking weirds me out man um, and Brett Goldstein's awesome. He's great. Yeah, yeah. I'd be cool. Yeah, Ray Kent. He's Ray Kent. Yeah. Um, Tyler James Williams, who was also Little Chris Rock, and everybody hates Chris, and is now in Abbott Elementary as a full blown adult. He's great. Um, yeah, he kills it. Yeah. I mean, anyone could win. That that one's in the air. Well, Let, let's give it a cousin. Yeah, let's give it a cousin. Mm-hmm. All right. Best supporting actress in a comedy series. Alex Borstein. Iowa Beery, Janelle James, Shelley Ralph, Juno Temple, Hannah Waddingham, and Jessica Williams! Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! let shrinking! <laughs> That's another one that probably won't win, but we're pulling for it. <laughs> but she better win! Yeah. Um, she was great. She actually... I could see her ha- actually having a chance. She may pull it out. But like we said before... um, shrinking got screwed dude ted lasso i don't know how shrinking know, didn't pe- get shrinking correct. was so much better than ted lasso this year 100 percent. it's a fucking great show i don't know yeah charlie ralph won last year i'm pretty sure for abbott so i don't think they're gonna give it to her again um, um hannah waddingham also won something either last year or two years ago i'm not sure maybe iowa tabiri she was great i mean she her was. character though like i do not like her character in the f I have, I can't speak her the second season, but in the first season she's kind of unlikable at points. I don't know. Um I mean, my my pick would be Jessica Williams. Fucking give it to Jessica Williams, man. I'd be so hyped. But I don't know. Um Best Limited Anthology series. Beef, Dahmer, Daisy Jones in the six, Fleishman is in trouble, and Obi Wan. Um what would you go here? beef dude I I'm gonna tell you because I think Dahmer's a 2022 series I would go I'll go beef because it's actually 2023 but I think Dahmer's gonna win because that show was like way too fucking good if you found I didn't see yeah, it I don't have the stomach for that It's just so good Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan was alright I don't know how Obi-Wan got got nominated but they probably ran out <laughs> yeah Fleischman's the one with Jesse Eisenberg right I think so I don't I don't know. He might have... I don't know if he directed it, but he's definitely in it. Give it a beef. Beef rules. Yeah. Um, All these nominations are pretty weird otherwise, because it's like a limited or anthology series or TV movie, so we're going to just skip to one of these, because these are very good nominations, and you should know every one of these, and I believe... And all these are um tv series because i don't like the whole tv movie thing it's very confusing it's weird but best supporting actor in a limited (laughs) or anthology series or tv movie the last one we are going to mention about the emmys murray bartlett paul walter hauser richard jenkins joseph lee ray leota young Mazzino, and jesse fucking (laughs) lemons that guy Knows his role. He knows his role. He dude. knows he's the supporting cast and he gets it done every <laughs> single time. Guys, you, you say best supporting actor. I hear Jesse Plemons award. There's has nothing has he ever had a lead role in something? I don't think so. No, he's always been second best <laughs> and he knows well, he it. will be second best. Yes. <laughs> you may think he's second best, but really he is the best. He's the best, but he settles, best. but he settles for second best. right? Um, on a serious note, on a serious note, as much as I want Jesse Plummins to win that award, um, I think Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird will win. He's so scarily good. Probably one of the best supporting actor roles I've seen, acting wise in mm-hmm. a show. Um, I mean Ray Liotta would be cool. I don't, I didn't see that show, but it's so good. Taryn Egerton is, is Ray Liotta great. great. Yeah, Ray Liotta's pretty good. He's not in it enough, though. That's why I also think they may have. Kind of been like, oh, let's do this. Let's nominate. Courtesy kind of I Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Um, Joseph Lee was pretty good in Beef as the husband. Oh, he plays. Uh, what's his name? Fuck, I forget. Plays. Um, Ali George. Ali Wong's, Ali Wong's husband. Yeah, his name's George. And Young you know plays the younger brother to Stephen Young. Yeah, yeah. He's actually an important character because he has the affair with Ali Wong's character. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to do a lot though. So, no, he doesn't he doesn't really do much, but he does have the affair with her and then he has like a pillow fight with her in Vegas. <laughs> he does, yeah. But yeah, that's it. I mean, it's a bunch of other stuff like writing and the other acting in those limited or anthology series or TV movies, but not really big names that we we know. It's just basically Beef Dahmer and blackbird and all those categories give it a beef yeah maybe um is that it is that all you got that's all man i mean best reality competition it's gotta be survivor i don't think anything else could win they probably won 20 years in a row i think (laughs) probably but that's all we got for the emmy nominations you got anything else to add no that's pretty much it Claim to Fame is a good reality show. Didn't get nominated. That might have actually been after the uh, first season probably was in that fucking slot. Stay tuned for a year from today to see if Big Brother season 95 gets gets nominated or not. Starts in two weeks? Something like that. I don't know. Fucking got pushed back. But moral of the episode, go to the movies. Go watch some movies. Go watch some TV shows. But not Jonah Hill movies because he sucks Yeah. Go watch some movies. Go watch some TV shows. Jonah Hell sucks. They're changing Snow White. Actors are now on strike. And Jesse Plemons is there. That's <laughs> a supporting guy. What else is new? And Shrinking was underrated, as always. Criminally. Was that Apple? Yeah, yeah. on Apple. Go watch Shrinking. Jason Segel, we pray for you every night that you win. We love you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> you're not, but we hope so. Yeah, come on the pod sometime. You're always welcome. We can talk about it. We'll give you your own award. You may not win an Emmy, but you're totally welcome. You'll win a talkie. You'll <laughs> win a talkie. We'll pro- <laughs> we can promise you ten views. Yes, minimum. Yeah, minimum. yeah, minimum ten <laughs> views. All right. Um, that's all we got for this episode. Get you in the next one. Peace. Hit it, Kenny. <laughs> I don't, I'm